0: the following was recorded before the rona
1: i mean it was like uh it was like a microcosm of of the n-word yeah. in that had no one else been around she would have said it without thinking yeah and it was in the presence of a black mind where all of a sudden she realized I, maybe i should scale back here
2: Welcome to BlackLight, the podcast that keeps it light while talking Blackness.
0: We're your hosts, Sheldon,
2: Jason, Warren,
0: and Julian. We're here to cast Blackness in a new light from a fresh, finessed perspective.
1: Every episode, we examine a social issue or current event through an unapologetically Black lens.
2: The show exists because in today's media climate, the experiences and perspectives of color are often unseen or overlooked.
1: We wanted a place to share stories of Black people,
0: by Black people, for all people. This is that place. This is Black Light.
1: On this episode, Angry Black Man. Now let's get into it. All right, so I'm going to open up with a quick story, kind of set the tone here. So earlier this week, right before work, I decided to run across the street and grab breakfast and there's a little New York style deli that I love to go to. I'm standing in line, I've ordered and I'm waiting. And again, this is like deli style, so I'm right there at the counter. People are coming and going and I catch the tail end of a conversation, just jump right in and they're talking about rape allegations
3: oh god
1: i have no idea i have no context no pre-information nothing i just hear the comment that comes out is Mm -hmm. the only person who has more rape allegations than him is dot 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 and this it was a white woman who was standing next to me she paused she looked at me she stopped (laughs) and then i said you were going to say Bill Cosby, but you stopped. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, How did you know? <laughs> let Maybe she was
3: one of the 90th people that he, you
1: know, drugged and let that. Did simmer. Some wow. But the fact that it's what she wanted to say, but stopped when she saw mm-hmm. me. Interesting. <laughs> so I wanted to open with that story just to kinda <laughs> get us going here.
0: Yeah.
2: Don't you like how we use the words "interesting" and "funny" <laughs> when we actually mean like really hurtful <laughs> and right. horrible, right. horrid, and like annoying, annoying? We don't racist. know how to we don't know how to use that <laughs> word and and just own how it how it felt in that moment because we have to like cover it with something else.
1: The plight of the angry black man. <laughs> hey, I'm not angry.
0: <laughs> I'm interested,
1: <laughs> but I'm curse your
3: ass out. It's all it's talking. all funny to me. It's all funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like how you preface that difficult conversation with your significant other. It's like I just think it's funny that and then <laughs> you proceed to <laughs> write out a whole phone book on your in your in your text message with no jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said you thought this was funny. Yeah. I just
3: think it's funny. How you're a fuckboy. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, but that that actually kind of got me thinking and going forward, you know, opening up with that in terms of, you know, really what it means. I know we've been talking about black enough or what it means to, to be black or too black or not black enough. And I find it interesting and here we go using that word again, interesting, but in these situations where other people are trying to find their own vocabulary and their own way to describe things. And in that situation where the woman, she clearly, if I was not there, she would have just blurted out Bill Cosby wouldn't have thought two things about it. But I, I do still think that it was actually interesting that she stopped herself and she looks over and it reminded me of when a white person is trying to describe the physical characteristics of a black person and they always whisper when they when it comes to being black as though it's some sort of secret or some sort of dirty thing.
0: It's like, he's black. Yeah, he's tall, about 6'5", <laughs> very muscular, he's black. And... Uh... <laughs>
1: Is it already starting to sting? Is that? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, those types of interactions. I think it's one of one of the reasons that I'm really happy to actually be doing a project like this. And it's because you always stop and think, and you wonder about what's behind that. You know, like what's behind who uh, the, uh, people say something, and you just you're like, you know, that's a, that's a really odd thing to say, or maybe things that we're accustomed to hearing, but we just don't take a second to think about why these things are said. You know, and um, and that would be a situation, to, you know, you stop and, and, and think like, hey, you were going to say Bill Cosby, weren't you? It was just one of those moments like I
1: knew. I mean, if this is the social climate. There's no other name that she could have said. And she would have been well within her right to say it. It wasn't if she would have said it boldly, it wouldn't have been an issue. But the fact that she scaled back on it, it was almost as though I couldn't tell if she was trying to be too woke or she wasn't <laughs> woke enough.
3: You know, I, I mean, but was that a politeness thing or that's, just a white lady that's a little scared that, you know, you might condemn her or something or say something like, you know.
1: I mean, how how deep do you want to dig on something like that? Go deep. Do it. Do I think? mean, it's honestly, I don't think that I could. I could say what was in her heart. I just knew that in, in the moment I I knew where the conversation was going. And then I was like, this abruptly stopped when she looked at me. And so I knew that she was trying to take either take my feelings into consideration or, like you're saying, mm-hmm. not subject herself to that feedback from me yeah. and say, hold on, as oh. though I was going to defend Bill Cosby in some sort of way. And maybe I would have. I don't know. <laughs> Bill Cosby raised me, damn it. <laughs> <He laughs> Cliff
2: Huxtable. of us. <laughs> so I feel like we also talk a lot about the intention of the person saying these things, and we don't talk about the impact of it. On ourselves. Mm. So, like, what was the impact for you that she stopped what she was saying when you were right next to her? I mean, my immediate thought—I was—I didn't like
1: that. I—it was just an, an immediate reaction because she was censoring herself. But it wasn't that she was censoring herself because she thought that what she was saying mm. was inappropriate. Yeah, she would have said it. I mean, it was like a, it was like a microcosm of of the n-word yeah. in that. Had no one else been around, she would have said it without thinking. Yeah. And it was in the presence of a black mind where all of a sudden she realized, I, maybe I should scale back
0: here. And, you know, maybe that is progress. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm curious. If she had finished her sentence without second thought, and then turned to you and just elbowed you, it's like, "Am I right?" Like, 100% <laughs>
2: there's a lot of ways
0: 100 worse. There's a lot of ways this could have gone your right.
3: <laughs> you know, and that's, that's kind of one thing I noticed coming here and living in the the DMV area. Um, I know, like back home in Virginia, when a group of black people are talking about something that's kind of controversial. We kind of have the habit of like, if a white person is around, we kind of censor ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I definitely noticed with with brothers and sisters here, you know, y'all just come out with it and just like, you know, just say, speak what's on your mind. I mean, I've actually adopted that. <laughs> like, had, Thank <laughs> you. know, but, uh, you know, that's one thing, you know, grow up in the South is just a, a learned behavior. Like when you're talking about something that affects people that's controversial or that might make white people uncomfortable you just kind of don't say it or whisper it or, you know, and that's just a difference between, I don't know, North is, and is South, that a, something like, I noticed. But it's it's a, a polite thing. You know, South is like, hey, you don't want to really cause too much trouble. So it's like a Southern thing, but it's also probably uh, – like self-preservation, I, I, self-preservation thing? self-preservation right, thing? thing? Right, right. Is that, uh, why, most, those,
1: thing? Is that, that was, why those statues stayed up for so long? They're, they're <laughs> still
3: there. They're still there. I used to work at Bank of America. There's still a Confederate statue that I had to walk past each and every day that it, it said to our, our Confederate dead. I spit on that statue every damn day. <laughs> yes, Even I if did. you were dehydrated. <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah, I don't know. If it's a politeness thing... Or, you know, like, I just don't want to offend this nice young black man who just came in here.
1: Uh, were you offended, or like I wasn't point? offended. yeah, I wasn't offended. i was I also wasn't surprised because i I knew what was happening in real time mm-hmm. because I was following along with the conversation as soon as she said, the person who has more only person who has more rape allegations, and I was like, well, there are only a few candidates here that, are, that are, are currently like in the social like sphere of like what we're talking about. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, well, she's about to say, "Bill," no, she stopped. She stopped. Yeah, let me. And it was that I nudged her along, and she agreed. Like she was like, ah, "Yeah, I was." How'd you know? Did she laugh while saying it? Like a nervous laugh.
0: Oh, nervous definitely.
1: Laugh, okay. a, a... <laughs> yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, you yeah. The, the you caught <laughs> me. The you caught me. Yeah, man. So there's a yeah, there's a lot to unpack there in terms of her original intention, and and probably didn't mean much by it. She probably was just saying it as any other thing. But then, as soon as, like I said, as soon as a black mind entered that space, she thought, okay, maybe I should pull back here. Maybe I should say something a little different. So maybe that is progress. Maybe that is maybe it's something.
2: Or Uh-oh. maybe she was trying to put a damper on the idea that the person with the most rape allegations is a white guy. Mm. And that we have to we have to put it into context because he's not as bad as the black guy
1: that did more. Mm. That's true because I don't actually know who they were talking about.
2: Probably Weinstein. Probably Weinstein. Probably Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe probably, yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's probably does he it.
3: technically have more? I think they're both sitting at like ninety or eighty. You know,
0: oh, allegations. They're going, in, they're going down in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> they're both going down yeah. in the Hall
1: of Fame. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: With the, uh, the character that you have, I wonder what would have needed to happen for you to actually speak more intentional on it.
1: I thought you were going to say strike her down, but <laughs> strike her down <laughs>
0: with Beat the wrath her. of the gods, <laughs> with 12 ass. deities. What would it
1: have taken for you to smite her? <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> but I'm saying because that, you know, and and some other instances and in another person, you know, somebody who would go further than the next man, mm. right? They would have stepped to them like black dynamite, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um and you know, not everybody has that that fortitude and that reservation to be able to do that
1: i think the thing was that it wasn't that i was taken aback by what she said it was actually what she didn't say and it was the way that she held back in and that i immediately picked up on that and that and then then she acknowledged it she's Mm. like yeah Mm. i did i did actually hold back on that and she was basically saying (laughs) i didn't want to offend you yeah she assumed that I would be offended if she was saying something about about Bill Cosby. Hmm. But you were also ear hustling, like she was. You weren't a part of her conversation. That's
3: so also it's not true. like, Well, excuse me, bitch. You I know wasn't a like, part it, of her conversation until right. she saw me, though. Right, and then she- I mean, you still weren't a part of her conversation. You just overheard what she was saying. So it it would actually be I don't, maybe this is southern mm-hmm. coming out of me, but I mean, it would. I, I wouldn't just jump in somebody's conversation You're unless right. they were saying something so egregious that I was like,
1: look, I, you know, like. And maybe it was just that it was first thing in the morning. Uh, it could have been a combination of things, yeah. but it's certainly, I put the pieces together just as quickly as she did. Yeah. So. And you're a lot more bold.
3: Than that's I am, too. True. You will jump in somebody's face and confront them. So That's also
1: true. I, uh, I one time I uh, saw this girl who I had gone on a Tinder date with. She was out on another Tinder What's date Tinder? With, with someone else. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm, I'll be 40 in a, in a month. Yeah, you I, don't need to know Tinder. none about yeah. that. Okay. But, right. uh, anyway, it's a dating app. Ah. And uh, I had met like this black girl pant- on Tinder, it, right? Okay, something like that, yeah. And um, but I had gone on a date with her, and things went fine, but yeah. didn't work out. And I was out with some friends a few weeks later, and I ha- and I was at this bar, and she happened to be there, and she was on a Tinder date with someone else. I went up to her and I said, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey!" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, how are you?" And she was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't wanna to interrupt your date. I just wanted to come say hey. Such a bastard. <laughs> I've thought about that a lot since then. Like, why did I do that? Because it's Sheldon. You can't help yourself. <laughs> because I'm I couldn't help myself me. <laughs> Jesus. Black and white Jesus. I got a lot of shit for that. Like when I told that story afterwards, I told this girl and uh, my friend Minu. And she was so upset with me. She was like, Why did you do that to her? Why did you embarrass you her like You can't help that? yourself. And That's she was like, you. you did it on purpose. I was like, No, I didn't. And I thought about it. I said, like, Actually, yeah, I did do that on purpose. It's like, I definitely did that one on purpose. So, but yeah, I couldn't help myself.
3: That's good. You kind of use your jerkiness, assholeness to, you know, kind of confront people. I mean, it could work to educate somebody
1: and help them realize how
3: <laughs> racist they actually are. So, help
1: me help
0: you. You're right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hmm. So yeah, so I guess I I do have a tendency to to speak up, and it whether it furthers the conversation or sometimes gets me in trouble, it, it is what
0: it is. <laughs> gets me arrested. So, but I think that's a little bit of both. I think that's definitely an important trait, though, right? Like to be able to speak up, and I think that's 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 part of the confusion that we have, mm. right? Of whether to if you see something that's you know bothering you or might be you know uh, just socially it could it could it could bother you or maybe rub you the wrong way, do you speak on it or do you just step back? you know and um uh, i'm going
3: to be honest like you know y- y'all know me i'm like very like who it- are you oh. <laughs> i'm very open about what i feel especially on social media and in person but you know like i'm usually like if someone if i'm in a situation where it's like a racial situation i'm usually it takes me a long time to react to to kind of i i kind of honestly freeze up cuz i'm just so, so I'm like oh shit like they said something for instance, Sheldon. Remember that that story I told you? I was with a a, a friend of my wife's.
0: Right? Oh yes, <laughs> and it was
3: um, it was actually a baby shower. It's starting to come back to me. Go yes, on. it was a baby shower, and uh, you know, sometimes you know, I was just congregating with certain people. There were two. It was mainly a white, you know, audience there, and it was two brothers that I was talking to. Them. Very Some nice might brothers. Even
1: use the word predominantly.
3: There you go. And, and the uh, the the father-to-be came up and came up to the black guys and was like, hey, ain't you niggas supposed to be in the back cooking? That really caught me off guard. Now, Woke Jason, <laughs> y'all would think like, oh, oh man, you must have really tore into it. But I was really in shock that they mm-hmm. said that. And it takes me a while when I'm confronted with such overt racism to really be able to properly respond to it like online or you know if it's one of my friends or a friend of a friend that said something I don't like it's much easier but if it's a like a situation where I'm not prepared for it I don't know I just my brain scrambles and I I'm not that confrontational when situations
1: like that happen so is it a a response to Subtle racism or overt racism? Both,
3: both, you know, is really, it's, it takes me a while. Like, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Now, if I have an opportunity to speak to the again, I'll address it usually, but I don't know, like, in the moment, racism, <laughs> I'm really bad with. I just like, my brain just scramps. like, oh my God, I can't believe what, well, you know, I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, oh, maybe I, they didn't mean it the way that they mean. I give them uh. way more leeway than I normally would if I'm just in like a a, a, a more comfortable social mm-hmm. situation or a situation that I'm more familiar with.
2: Why do you think that is? Because personally, I think I feel somewhat similarly yeah, yeah. when I'm in those situations. But I think it's a safety thing for me. Yeah. Like mm. suddenly I feel unsafe in Dude, the situation man. because I know that somebody doesn't have – The same idea I do about our equality level. Uh, And I need to take a broader look at where I am and where the exits are and who (laughs) I'm around right now. So I can't necessarily address exactly what someone's saying to me in the time because I'm going, do I need to stay here? Do I need to get out of here? I can.
3: Is this going to escalate?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I can. I can address racism at home on the phone mm-hmm. or through mm-hmm. text, but I don't necessarily need to do it in person. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I think it's, a. a I don't know. Again, I'll go back to my Southern roots. <laughs> it's like a, a politeness thing. Like I can't shake it no matter how much I want to be like, you know, like a Omar <laughs> confrontational, <laughs> like black people. In this! Like I, that's not naturally me. I'm just, just having a good time. I want everybody to get along, but I mean that, that's, I can trigger that switch at any time, but I don't know, it's, it's just a politeness thing and I'm just woefully unprepared. It's something that, you know, I I go back because I, I hate it, you know, like when a situation happens, like, you know, a couple of days pass, I'm like, man, I really should have nipped that into the bud right there or I shouldn't have said this or that or got up, you know, but it's just, I don't know if it's a politeness thing or just like, I'm just, that doesn't happen to me a lot. Like most people aren't that bold with me to be that racist. So I it happens maybe once a year. <laughs> and so when it happens I'm like, "Oh, wait, what? What, you know, so
2: once a year is too much <laughs> if you're telling stories like that." Yeah. Also, well, I mean to that degree, that's a
3: once in a racist lifetime. I don't know. You know, that's What's that? That's two only years? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was about 5 years ago. But, uh, you know, nothing that overt. Usually it's more subtle racism. And I'm just like, damn, I shouldn't have said this and that.
0: But the overt stuff. I don't know. I don't experience it that much. So, Warren, I remember something happened. We were in Ocean City maybe a few years ago now. Or I don't know if I was with you uh, when this particular story happened. But it had to do with the way that your hair was. And this was right after the Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. Can you go into that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So I was at Was I with you? No. No, okay, no it was, okay. It was just me and Jenica. Okay. And I was out on on a date with Jenica. It was one of our first dates. And,
1: and was this before or after you got pulled over?
2: This was before. Same night. Okay. Uh, this was before I got pulled over. So all in one night. That, yeah. yeah, that's a different story for a different cashing day. cashing in all your, um, your color chips. <laughs> my goodness. Put it all uh,
0: on black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was all on black that night. Anyway, so... We were at this karaoke bar in Ocean City, and as the night got a little longer, the uh, the bar got a little bit whiter and a, a little bit more redneck, drunker, and drunker. Uh, I, I and drunker yeah, uh, and we started to feel a little bit like we should just go, and so I went to the bathroom to you know just hit the bathroom first before our long drive home, and. I was in the bathroom washing my hands. I had a fro at the time. And a guy, while he was peeing, looks at me and goes, Hey, you look like Colin Kaepernick. And I was like, ha ha, yeah. You I know, have my dick in my hair. Stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so talking to me. Stranger, Stranger danger. Stranger <laughs> danger. You know, like, ah, yeah, great. And then he, he finished mm-hmm. peeing. Gotcha. Put himself back in, zipped up and looked at me and went, as long as you stand for the national anthem, you're all right by mm. me. And that's a situation that you just need to leave immediately. Uh, there's nothing to say to this person. He's obviously drunk. No conversation that I could have with him would explain how I feel about the whole Colin Kaepernick situation, about the kneeling for the NFL, nor about how unsafe I feel in the moment. Right. So I just nodded to him and... and left the bathroom as quickly as possible. And I grabbed Jenica's hand and we threw up uh, deuces to the the bartender and left immediately. Yeah.
3: Well, for some of the people that may not understand, you know, your thought process, why, why wouldn't you just stand for the National Anthem? Aren't you a proud American? Like,
2: why, why does that offend you? So let's not even talk about that yet. Let's talk <laughs> about why I felt unsafe even talking about whether or not I stand for the National Anthem. In the bathroom where I had just finished peeing. And my man right? still got his dick
0: in his hand. <laughs> there's
2: there's no reason for for that conversation By the way, to no conversation
3: happen. should ever happen when the two men have a penis in their hand.
2: Right. And you're peeing. I didn't I, I don't ask know. for a conversation. I'm not judging. I'm not
3: judging if you all want to do that. But I'm saying while you're peeing, rather... Whatever your orientation is. No, that that's that's breaking so many man laws. Don't do that. Hate when people do that. It's not the time. Don't do it at work. No, Mm -hmm. it's disgusting. I hate it. No, stop, please. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't
2: it wasn't the time for that conversation, first of all. Second of all, I didn't know that person at all. So making Mm -hmm. assumptions or or saying that, you know, well if you do this, you're all right by me. I didn't I didn't ask to be right by this person. I don't need this person's approval at all. So to even start that conversation starts our interaction off on the wrong foot. I don't I don't need to be okay with this person at all. So why is he offering me his approval as the first thing that he says to me? <laughs> Please leave. Yeah. Like explain to me why I should care about your opinion before you start giving me your judgment of of how I conduct myself. Right. That's Palsy and the bathroom's like... not the, the time to do that and the All place right. to do that. I don't know his name. He doesn't know my name. Why are we having a conversation about political subjects or or touchy social subjects <laughs> touchy. when we don't know each other's names? And when both of your dicks are in your hands. So let's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's be clear about that. <laughs> You're, let me be clear. You're, your own.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's 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 wild. And that's one of those situations where I like, I don't know how I would react to But returning to to Jason's story, I wonder what he learned that day. What do you think he went away from that interaction with you gaining from that?
3: Oh, I mean, I didn't say anything. So that's what I'm getting at. What did he learn? He didn't, he didn't learn a goddamn thing. You know, I mean, clearly that is how he jokes with his friends. And Mm. I mean, we have friends that say kind of crazy stuff, Eric, you know, (laughs) that, that say off the wall stuff. But you know, that's the relationship that we have. And. You know, you can love it or hate it and, you know, get mad about it or whatever. But I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he learned anything from that. I mean, clearly somebody who feels comfortable saying that in front of, you know, quote unquote mixed company. Like I, I didn't really know him. You know, it's one thing to say stuff in front of your boys, in front of your, you know, your crew, but it's another thing to say something like that. In front of other people that you don't know, especially when the person <laughs> that you're directing your stupid racist ass comment to it is, you know, there's other black people around. So yeah. I, I don't know. He learned anything from that or, you know, what type of relationship that he had with those guys that he felt like he could just say that. And they didn't check him because they, you know, they just laugh like, you know, to heat about it. So,
2: yeah, it was kind of interesting. So in terms of politeness, yes. His comment, in my opinion, was extremely impolite. <laughs> yeah, Especially yeah. with you there. Yeah. Right, because yeah. you don't have
3: that. But it was also his baby shower, so I had one or two options. So it gives I okay. could I could cause a scene, and leave when we had just been there for ten minutes. You don't have to cause a scene to leave i go zero to 100. I know me. So I probably want to call to see, like, mm-hmm. if I want to went there, because then he probably would say something and then I would say something that would escalate. And it's well, we it's his that, baby shower but... with his mom and dad, and, you know, all these people
1: there. So
2: my question is so that's, something yeah. like, is there space for saying something like,
1: hey, man, chill out with that shit? Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, man, I don't like it when people use yeah. that language toward me. Yeah you know i i don't want to say what you can or can't say around your boys that's fine but just absolutely that doesn't feel good for me yeah yeah and not as like a condemnation of what he's saying but like a please don't say that around me because that makes me feel uncomfortable yeah
1: i can i can imagine people listening to this and be like why the fuck do i need to be polite when somebody says some shit like that like why can't i just go no
3: and i'm not advocating being polite Mm -hmm. i'm just saying you know how I was raised in how in the South we deal with situations like this, because it happens, you know, in the South, you know, I'm from Virginia a lot more, which is Southern light, but, you know, you know, it happens a lot more than it probably happens here, you know, um, due to hey, well, that anything here. that you can think of. I mean, Virginia is yeah. the home
1: of the Confederacy. So that's very I much the, alive. So the common thread in, in all three of these stories is, is uh black preservation in that in these moments being unsure of what to do and then going into preservation mode and saying, I'm not sure what to do. I just need to get out of this situation yeah. unscathed, whatever that means, whether it means removing my physical body, enlightening someone else, which in these situations, I mean, I spoke up, but it wasn't something where I was faced with, uh, I wasn't cornered in a bathroom. I was in a, <laughs> in a much more acceptable public place. <laughs> <laughs> but very interesting. I mean, more more things to think about as we continue to talk about this. The idea of black preservation and when that comes into into play. I mean, obviously. I mean, this is just across the board. Driving while black, walking while black, living while black, living, uh,
3: swimming, eating, shitting, peeing. <laughs> like like Warren was. Yeah. Uh,
2: in terms of in terms of these statements i'm not saying that we should have to explain why something hurt us or or should have to you know sort of say oh no it's okay you can say it around your friends but just don't say it around me because it makes me feel uncomfortable instead of having the the much more real conversation of that shit makes me mad don't do that shit mm-hmm. if you do it again we're going to have a problem right i'm not saying you shouldn't be able to say that or shouldn't say that when you need to say that but Black preservation is a real thing, Mm -hmm. and even if we're talking about social preservation, you didn't feel comfortable, Jason, saying something that would have caused a scene at this person's party. Mm -hmm. But this person is just an associate or a friend or a friend of a friend, right? There's no reason you couldn't have said, that shit makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm leaving, at his party because he called you a nigger (laughs) right and anywhere else that is totally acceptable but suddenly since he invited people to this place that maybe was his house or oh we left early but uh, was it because of that but it was yeah hell yeah but
3: you know and I let his yeah yeah you know again i would handle it a lot differently this was about i don't know seven years ago i would handle it a lot it was five it years ago lot... 20 minutes ago yeah well but five seven i'm old years it. Ago, right? like you know what <laughs> is was time it, Ian woke was cool yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but um yeah I, i'm not saying you should have handled yeah. it any differently yeah. i'm just saying there's there's some like soul searching that we need to do in terms of how we respond to these things yeah so that we I, know how why, we check why we're saying I, yeah
1: i yeah. think it does really it it lives within that, that spirit of, or that, that fear of not wanting to come off as the angry black man. And whether it's immediately acknowledged or not, where it's like, okay, I have two choices here. I can either just let this slide, I'll deal with this later, or I'm going to let somebody know how I really feel right here, right now. And they both exist. But the thing is that they exist for everyone, but there's a different standard that's applied to black bodies. Yeah. All right. I think we're kind of
3: touching on this, but, you know, we all kind of run in the, you know, same similar circle. Right. And we all have a group of friends. You know, we are very um, vulgar, you know, when we're, <laughs> you know, communicating or whatever, you know, jokes fly, you know, we just regular guys or whatever. So we have friends of different cultures and you know experiences and they say certain things that we sort of allow because they are our friends but is that a good thing you know when we're in our inner circle i'm not talking about you know like we're out and about and they're saying wild shit like that that and i think that's how most people are when they when they're dealing with friends who come from a different culture different ethnic group you know you, you just put it out there and it, it's not a big deal But is that a problem? Like, uh are we part of? I guess my question is Are we really part of the problem? That we allow this, our friends to do this,
1: and we don't check them because we just go back and forth. So I think we have to take a step back and actually look at just the dynamics of, of uh, context, of familiarity, of friendship, all of those things. It's similar to uh, why you can uh, pick on one of your siblings, but no one else can. Okay. Right? So right. Th- in that same vein, when you have a level of familiarity or, or comfortability with someone, you allow for more things. It's also why the people who know you and love you the most can also hurt you uh, the most. And – it's also why when we are unfamiliar with people and unfamiliar with things, then we don't allow certain things because we don't mm-hmm. understand – there's a there's almost a – there's an understanding of context and intent the more we know someone. And this is also why the more we know someone, if all of a sudden they say or do something that is not in line with what we think that that context or intent is, it's super hurtful. And so I think it's it's a good question. It's maybe a little bit different when – you're dealing with friends versus people either that you don't have that same familiarity with what we run into, I think even more frequently is someone who has a friend where they have that context or that relationship with, and then they try to transfer it Mm -hmm. over to us or you or however you want to say that and say, Oh, well, no, I have a, I have a black friend.
0: So that's (laughs) why I said, no, it's all good. Yeah. 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 I dated Uh, a black
1: girl once I dated a black guy. I was at a work conference a few months ago and there was this guy I had met him at a conference before that, a white guy, seemed very cool, and I still think he's actually a pretty cool guy. Uh, We talked about sneakers, so we just kind of bonded over that. And somewhere in the conversation, he called me a black interloper. And I was- (laughs) (laughs) Julian looks up from his phone. (laughs) (laughs) And he said it in jest. He was just joking. And his- where he was coming from is that he's gay and his Mm. boyfriend is black. Mm. I don't care how many black booty holes you
3: go through, how much black <laughs> poon you go through. I mean, the story took a it crazy turn. It does not turn. give you the right to say whatever the fuck you want to. If you have a black child, it does not give you the right
1: I to say whatever you so want. I guess I got to throw my hat in the ring there because you know yeah. what? I could have said something there and I didn't. I smiled through that one yeah, for sure. I was at a conference and I said, you know what? It, on one hand, I can make a scene or I can mm-hmm. shut it down right now. You know, and maybe that's something that we need to talk about, like how yeah. do how do we address those situations?
3: And it's just like you always have to you, you always run into the like being black. Sometimes is exhausting. You always have to
0: sometimes. You, <laughs> you mean you're like, am I going to check? Have this you person, heard our show? Am I going
3: to fight this person, or am I just going to let it go? Usually, you know, depending on your mentality, most people just oh, let it go. But it is little,
2: exhausting being black. Sometimes, there's an analogy sometimes. I heard recently of like you you basically have you have a spoon that's full at the beginning of the day and and you pour it out into other people's spoons or other people's cups mm-hmm. throughout the day uh and and then at the end of the day you're left with however much energy you have left basically right and and sometimes you don't have enough in your spoon. <laughs> to pour out to into a conversation or to pour Mm -hmm. out into a situation. Mm -hmm. So you can't engage with that situation in the way that you would want to, or would need to, to actually do something. And I think that that really applies to when we talk about situations at work versus at the coffee shop versus Mm -hmm. with friends, you know, there's a different amount of liquid you'd have to pour out of your spoon to actually solve the situation depending on where you are. Maybe at the work conference, you're worried about the people that you're meeting and the people that are going to overhear and your job and who this contact is and what power they have and all of the things that you don't know about their connections and all of that, that makes this this bucket that you're trying to fill with your spoon way too big. And so you just don't engage with it at Mm all, right? But maybe at the coffee shop, there's barely any that needs to be dripped out of your spoon for you to handle the situation because it doesn't matter and it's right next to you and you don't feel like this person has anything to do with who you are or has any impact on your life after you leave mm-hmm. that, that shop. So it's it's really simple. But I think that changes with the day and with your like energy level for the yeah. day, how much stuff you've had to deal with all week or mm-hmm. all month. Uh right. and, I got time today. You know, it just really depends <laughs>
3: and everything level surrounding that situation.
1: Yeah. Other days I don't have it, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, I might I'm just fine. give it I to white Jesus <laughs> yeah. and just Woo. Yeah. I don't have it today, Jesus.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, I, I really think, and one of the things I think in my recent adulthood, right? Your uh, reason? seconds. <laughs> <like boy. 36. laughs> But one of the things that have really resonated with me is uh <laughs> <laughs> that's really resonated with me is the whole concept that we teach others how to communicate with us, right? Right. Very And true. so and and not to obviously beat a dead horse, but going back to the, the reason I asked you, Jason, the question yeah. about like what lesson did he learn was that some people could argue that he learned the lesson that it's okay to talk to you like that. He and lesson is okay to talk to him. Well, but but that's the thing. So too. but I'm saying that I'm I'm saying that in that Sometimes when you hear things uh, and people say things that just once again don't rub you the right way you have to decide is it my turn to teach him the lesson today him or her or whoever it might be. I you know mean, what I mean? Teaching white people. Like, is the, the t- when is it t- the, when is it your turn? 20 years. It's exhausting.
2: The other question is, do I have enough in me to teach Absolutely. them today? Absolutely. Because okay. I can't teach them if I'm going to mm. peter out in the middle of the conversation and just go off the rails because they're not going to yeah. learn because of this Absolutely. angry black man trope. As soon yeah. as, as soon as I become angry and become enraged in that conversation, yeah. Everything stops. Mm. Nothing that I say after that point will get into their head. Mm. They won't think about any of it later. They'll be like, that guy, Mm. he was insane. Mm. He went off the rails after a comment that didn't matter. That I said to my friends, and it was fine. Everybody else said it was fine. He was the problem. Right, right. and black people always
3: have to be the person that educates. We always are the superhero. <laughs> I'm so ed- tired of our oppressors. Being the superhero and educating and saving. And you know, it's it's. I'm just tired of that. Like, why are we always the ones who are expected to? wake somebody up or or educate them or it's just exhausting. I'm like, I'm, you should have learned this. Like, especially with when you're, you know, at our age and you're dealing with other adults, it's like, why do we always have to be the educator? Again, the, the superhero that yeah, comes but we in, can't suits, always, suits in and saves the day. We
0: can't always expect people to understand where we come from. I mean, each of us have different stories, you know? But
3: you know, a lot of times racism
0: is just about not
3: being an asshole like treating somebody the way that you want to be treated. Like why is that so difficult for people to understand? Like Here's I the have difficulty I made there it, though. But
2: I've made it I through most of my life without insulting people ran like strangers. Like I would say you don't know that because they didn't speak up, just like you didn't speak up in that moment.
3: But I don't go to and, random I don't go to a situation with white people and be like, "Hey, what you crack is doing. I like I don't do that in a situation I could see you do you could see me do that, but you know, I might do it with y'all. I but in say, a I situation where there are other white people that, I, that don't know me, that I could offend. Like, I've
2: never done that before. Why I why would do say do not that? race-wise. Yeah. But I think I've had some experiences in the past like month that mm-hmm. have taught me that my language is potentially hurtful to a set of people that. I am not normally thinking about because I'm not normally thinking about them. And I've never interrogated whether or not the language that I use is abrasive or offensive to those people. And unless someone takes you aside and says, hey, that kind of hurts when you say that. I'd prefer if you say this, then I don't know. And and I appreciate it when people come to me and, and take me aside and say, hey, just so you know, blah, 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 blah. I can't say it's their job to educate me. I have to honestly do some research myself as soon as I figure out that a group of people exists that I didn't know about. It's it's important for me as a person in society to figure out how to deal with these people. And deal with is maybe the wrong word, but like you wanna know how to interact with people well, you figure it out. There's people online that have written a bunch of stuff or taped themselves and put it up on YouTube on every single topic you can think of. So there's no reason why I can't spend five minutes uh, watching a video or 10 minutes reading an article about the language that this group of people would like me to use. And I think that's the, that's the thing that constantly irks me about my conversations with white people that veer in a, in a weird direction. It's like, there's so much material <laughs> that says, these are the things you don't say around black people because they're offensive and they hurt them. And they react poorly when you say these things around them because they are injured suddenly, uh, and they become the victims. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy to, to to think
3: about that that concept of you know just kind of taking like like no, I'm actually the one that offended. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to be nice to you or treat you like a human or treat you like an equal?
1: Expand on that just a little bit more. So you're saying when you or your expand on your experience when you're talking about folks victimizing and then claiming to be the victim.
2: Sure. So we have this, we have this idea that racism and sexism and all of the other isms exist on this like good, bad binary. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if, if you're racist, you're a bad person. If you're a good person, then you must not be racist. Mm -hmm. And so if I say something to someone else saying, Hey, it was a, a racist comment that you said when you said blah, 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 blah. Then, they in their mind have automatically said, He thinks I'm a bad person because he thinks I'm racist. I can't be racist because I'm a good person. So he must be wrong. He is mischaracterizing me. He's the one that is attacking me right now. So he's the bad And person. I have to shut yeah. down.
3: Yeah. Right? I never thought about it's, it like that that way. It's attacking them could, yeah. as
2: a person right. because we've we've established in society that to be a good person means that you are not racist. Right. And if you are racist, then you are a bad person. Right. As soon as we get rid of that, we're never going to get rid and of that. And racist also
3: but- has come to mean like Klu Klan, you know, Confederate flag waving, you know, that – you know, she – the whole clan uniform – that's the only definition of racist. It's like, no, it's like subtle racism or, you know, the there subtle are levels to this. <laughs> yeah, there, there, the subtle racism a is to this. Arguably You're still a racist. Worse. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, and, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm willing to work with somebody who is, you know, grown up a certain way and, you know, just hasn't been around or aware or has really had to think about that stuff. Like, I can work with that person if they're willing to learn.
2: Honestly, the only people that I come to saying, hey, I found it to be a racist comment when you said X, are the people that I think are good people.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why
2: would I come to a bad right, person right. saying, I think you said a racist thing? Yeah. Of course they said a racist thing. <laughs> and no, it's not gonna change, Yeah. right? So why would I come yeah. to a bad person about that? I'm only coming to people that I think are good and that want to not hurt people and that want to be better Right. to yeah, say, right. hey, this offends people. This specifically offended me when you said such and such. That's, that's the only reason I would come to them. So the fact that people get defensive immediately and think it's an attack on their character when I say it was, it felt racist to me when you said X it's just like it's not helpful and it's, yeah. it's unacceptable just yeah. say sorry I didn't mean to hurt you what would you like me to say next time so that's and, sort and of we're the only good ex- like that's yeah. that's all you have to say and we're good teach just them how to communicate again, with you yep. right but it, as soon as you shut down we now have to have an awkward conversation about mm-hmm. like why it's not reverse racist for me to tell you that what you just said to me was racist it, it just gets weird
0: Thanks for listening to Blacklight. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Blacklight Pod. That's Black L I T E Pod. If you have a topic, idea, or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can hit us up at blacklightpodcast at gmail.com.